best friends forever. Until one host says something wrong about the other host's favorite character. Why would you say such a thing? Talking all things supernatural and sci-fi television, it's Talking TV with Liz and Lindy of TeamTSD.com. Good evening, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Talking TV with Liz and Lindy. I'm Liz. And I'm Lindy. And um, we have another fun episode for you this week. Uh, Before we get started and dive into the episode, quick update and reminder, our website, Team TSD, is now purefandom.com. We have a slew of writers and podcasters. Um, Lindy, we also have a very awesome video show that we bring weekly (laughs) called Sci-Fi News and Brews, which has been super fun. You can check that out on purefandom.com and also our YouTube page, Pure Fandom. And if I could say Pure Fandom just one more time, you could also catch us at um, pure underscore fandom on Twitter and also Facebook. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pure fandom, everything. Pure fandom, everything. So um, this week's topic is best sci-fi TV episodes of all time. And Lindy, mm-hmm. I know you compiled most of these, but I'm pretty sure they're all ones I would have picked anyways. So, I'm sure. I think there <laughs> yeah. might be a couple in here that you haven't seen, but. Most of them are. Wait, I'm look- the first. Ooh, I'm looking at the notes, and I see some that maybe I've seen, but I'll I'll let you start with whatever you want first. Okay, well, I want to start with the one that I knew you would pick because I know this is like your all-time favorite hour of television ever was the Lost episode, The Constant. So I'll let you dive into that one because I've only seen it once, and you've probably watched it. How many times do you think you've seen that episode? Um, 246 to be exact. So (laughs) (laughs) it's it's sadly probably around that number, um, because I YouTube clips like this all the time, because who doesn't like YouTubing your favorite drama TV show clips and crying with a bottle of wine? Um, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who doesn't, um, But yeah, so The Constant, this is the episode in season four of Lost where Desmond starts to move back and forth through the different planes of time or however they describe Mm -hmm. it. And what I love about it was that um, the season itself, I'm pretty sure it was the same season during the writer's strike and there was only like 16 episodes. So Mm -hmm. it was, you could tell that they were branching out because they were diving into the physics of things and time travel and all that sort of fun stuff. But I love that the, the season, this episode in particular still focused on the characters, which was the core of the show. And Desmond goes back and forth when we kind of see his life and the struggles that he's been through. It was like, we got four seasons of character depth in one episode. It was amazing. Yeah. And that scene where he, tells Penny, I won't call you Penny, not for five years. And then he calls her and she picks up the phone. <laughs> Why did you do this one first? We're going to talk about this the whole time. Did Was the episode before that the one where Charlie puts his hand up in the sub that says not Penny's boat? Was that the first, was that that same time period? Because that's when it all started, right? The whole penny yeah, that was right. Or am I- it was right around that time because that's the season two finale. It is? No, so it was like a season later. That was season two finale. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, that man, that you really know your law. <laughs> I know through the looking yes, glass. Yes, it was called Duke. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Yeah, yeah, the constant. I did love the constant, and you talked it up so much. So when I rewatched all of Lost, yeah, I thought it was amazing. But also with Lost, um, the pilot episode of Lost is one of those episodes that's kind of dubbed as the best hour of television ever. I was actually mm-hmm. looking up some stuff online before we did the podcast. Just seeing what other people said uh, was the best TV episode of all time or whatever. And almost like every list I looked at, they had the pilot episode of Lost. as like the number one best episode of all time. I get it. I know it's, and I think, and don't quote me on this. I should know this, but at least at the time, I think it was the most expensive TV show pilot in history. Oh, yeah, because they had like to shoot they, on Hawaii with their burning plane. They were just, you know, needy. There was a lot okay. going on. but There was a lot going on. Yeah, but I mean, there was nothing, there really wasn't anything, you know, that like that on TV. And it was so exciting. I know when I actually watched Lost all the way through for the first time, it's like you're hooked at the pilot. I mean, it's not a show that you're like, oh, I'll give it a couple episodes to get into it. It's like. 10 minutes into the pilot and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. A hundred percent. Yes. Agree. And I think that loss kind of, I feel like it just booted the golden age of television. You know, mm-hmm. like after that is when TV just became everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's move on from Lost to another show that is probably your first favorite show ever. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> Three episodes here, and these were also on a lot of lists for people's favorite uh, TV episodes. And really, these episodes were just really groundbreaking for TV in general. First of all, the body where um, Buffy's mom dies, and that's amazing because there's no right, there's no music the whole time, and you have this, you know, series about all these supernatural creatures, and then to see someone mom die of just like a natural cause and there's nothing that can be done about it was, I mean, it was an amazing hour of television. Agreed. I think the way it was just directed in terms of, like you said, not having any music and then writing her mom to die that way. It's, you know, she's used to saving the world and she couldn't even save the person that means most to her. So how much more, like, yeah. heart-wrenching could that even be? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, and another Buffy episode was Hush. Oh, they won yes. an award for that, did they not? Yeah, they won an Emmy. Or at least they were in, it won the Emmy, didn't it? Or were they nominated? Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is the one where there's, like, no talking. They have those creepy things show up. The gentlemen or whatever. Is that what they were called? Yep. Or am I thinking of it? Okay. Um, and nobody talks the entire episode. Which was crazy because it was still amazing. Like, you were captivated even though there was no talking. Right? And I loved, again, how they just, like, tear with your soul. And then, of course, at the end where Buffy and Riley can actually talk, she says something like, I guess we should talk. And then they just sit there in silence. Boom. Like, boom. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was just about to say that. Oh. You were? Did we spend too much time together? That was coming out of my mouth. Joss Whedon mic drop. 
<laughs> we probably do spend too much time together. Um, so then the last <laughs> episode, because this one's also one of the most popular ones, Once More with Feeling, mm-hmm. the musical episode, it's probably one that Buffy fans talk about the most, really. Um, it was, again, a groundbreaking episode, and I personally, like, I don't enjoy rewatching that one. I don't know why, but I know it's, like, an epic one for Buffy fans. How did you feel about that episode? I think I definitely, I agree with you. I enjoyed the episode while viewing it, but it's not one where I go back and um, YouTube and cry and drink wine too. But yeah. <laughs> um, I will say when we interviewed um, James Marsters at Wizard World Comic Con, he talked mm-hmm. about how when, remember how cool it was when he talked about how we got the, the script or they all got the script, you know, prior to filming and they thought, no, this is so silly. Why are we doing this? We should right. not do a musical episode. And everyone was like super adamant about not doing it. And Joss finally said, no, you have to trust me. And of course, it's like one of the most epic episodes from Buffy of all time. So right. yeah, I think just the history behind it just adds to its allure. Yes. Um, another show, we'll switch gears here to some still vampires, but you know, a little different here. The Vampire Diaries, so I know, you know, it's not the most epic television show of all time, but there was an episode that, (laughs) stop it, there was an episode that stands out, I think, for anyone that watches it, and it's Stand By Me, episode 15 of season four, I think it is, and it's when Elena, her brother, uh, dies, and she comes to terms with it eventually throughout the episode and she goes from, you know, denial to, you know, grieving and then anger and then to switching off her current emotions altogether. And I think what makes this episode stand out is Nina's performance. I mean, I think it was probably the best she's ever done on the show. I don't know. A hundred percent agree. That yeah. was the only, like, I mean, that was, that was like acting. I mean, she, yeah when she was just screaming like that, begging for emotions to be turned off. And then when they showed his chucks burning in the fire, (laughs) it was painful. Literally. It was so painful. I'm surprised you didn't add any, the vampire diaries season three episodes on here. That is your jam. girl. Well, I know, but it's like with that, it's hard to pick out one like standout episodes, you know what I mean? Compa- you mean you can? I can't compare a lot of Vampire Diaries episodes to, you know, the Body or the Constant or some of the Doctor Who episodes, you know. So I just wanted to true, pick one. true, and that one stands okay. out in my mind. So um, something completely different: Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> yes. There's, yeah, there's probably two episodes that stand out the most. First of which is Hard Home, which we just saw last season. Um, and I would say even with that, it was that one scene with the White Walkers and the White Walker at the end, and that was like, come at me, bro, to Jon Snow. That was like one of the badass, most badass scenes in TV. Oh, my gosh. That was just, I think, I mean, we've talked about how, you know, Lost has talked about one of the best TV, TV episodes of all time. Hard Home, I think, just that, what is that, eight minutes alone is one of the best of all time. I remember at one of the Wizard World Comic Cons we went to, I think it was Chicago this last year, weren't we trying to see, like, we we're, were trying to spice up our panel a little bit, and we thought, oh, we did why don't we go, yeah, was it Chicago or Raleigh? I think, I think it was, 
I think it was, oh, I don't know. It wasn't Chicago. It wasn't Chicago. Regardless, because I was there. Was, yeah. We just thought, why don't we just show that scene? Because everyone loves watching it. And people were like, yes, please show it. And, you know, we had it on the big screen. <laughs> And, you know, the last yeah. years, it was so awesome. And I love too again, going out behind the scenes a little bit on HBO. And I think they made this public to, it wasn't just for like HBO members. They had this all over the, the internet. They talked about how budget was a concern. And so they decided to do like the intimate scare thriller type filming where they, you just look through instead of showing, you know, the whole big North of the wall world, they just showed someone looking through the doors and then, you know, a white Walker just like sprinting by and then knocking down the doors and having this big battle scene. I just thought that the level of detail they went to, to make that as terrifying as possible, just made it even better. Yeah, I totally agree. And for people, anyone listening, if you haven't watched the whole behind the scenes of the making of that episode with with that specific scene, you should really watch it because it's pretty cool the way that they did it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, Another episode of Game of Thrones. So this episode kind of like changed TV. And I think it was probably the most talked about episode of television ever, The Red Wedding, which was the episode, The Reigns of Castamere. Um, That was the most effed up (laughs) episode (laughs) ever. And I think people were talking about that one forever, still talking about that. I mean, it's like a thing where people compare anything now to the red wedding i mean you can see stuff all over the internet and they you know compare awful things to the red wedding or this episode of tv is up there with the red wedding i mean it's like famous episode now yeah it set a whole bar it was intense and people posted reaction videos that i still find hilarious (laughs) to this day (laughs) can't believe what happened didn't like jimmy kemmel or someone show um George R. R. Martin, like the reaction video of people like crying as they're watching it or something like that. Oh my God, maybe. I don't remember. I'm going to have to look it up now. I mean, it sounds like something that would happen. Yeah, I think it did. But but I'm sure the book readers (laughs) got a joy out of that. (laughs) I know, I know. George R. R. Martin is evil and genius. Um, So a different show about a time-traveling alien known as Doctor Who. (laughs) Um, I couldn't, I mean, I could go on and on about all the episodes I love, but there are probably three episodes that for most fans are probably considered the best ones, most memorable. Um, and I agree. So the number one best episode of Doctor Who is Blink. And I think most TV watchers would probably agree. This is a genius episode. This is where the... Uh, weeping angels are introduced. It's creepy. It's incredible. The doctor is not actually in most of it, but it's one of the most brilliant episodes of TV ever. Um, and now everybody dresses like, you know, these weeping angels at cons. You've seen them when people dress like that. It's totally creepy. I can't even look at a statue anymore without thinking that I'm about to be killed by it. I know. It's terrifying. <laughs> I actually, I was thinking about getting you... I don't know if it was like for Christmas or something. And I was looking at Dr. Who stuff to get you and they had these really pretty mm-hmm. weeping angel earrings. But I remember you saying how terrified you were of the episode. And I was like, <laughs> I actually don't think she, I think she would appreciate them, but I don't think she would actually wear them because she'd be terrified that they would like 
I don't know, like possess her soul or something. <laughs> They'd be hiding. They'll be hiding if you buy them for me in my little drawer. Um, no. Uh, another episode of Doctor Who. This is my favorite episode, Vincent and the Doctor, when Amy and the 11th Doctor travel back to Vincent van Gogh's uh, time period. And, um, you know, Vincent is known for being an amazing artist who also went mad and killed himself. Um, but it was absolutely incredible. They kind of helped Vincent fight off this uh, monster that he's seeing. Everybody thinks he's crazy, but he's really seeing this like monster. Um, and then in the end, the doctor and Amy take Vincent into their, into the TARDIS and take him into modern day, uh, London to a museum where he gets to see, uh, all of his works in, uh, in a, like a special little place in the museum. And it's like the most heartfelt, most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. I cry every time I watch it, which is about once a week. Um, seriously, like <sighs> one of the best episodes of TV ever. I'm absolutely obsessed with that. And the last Doctor Who episode, Silence in the Library and also Forest of the Dead, which follows it up, is when we first meet River Song, which is actually the end of her time stream, but the first time we meet her, and it's just a brilliant episode overall, well, the two episodes. So I would say those three, amazing. But, of course, I'm a Doctor Who freak, and I could talk about that forever. So we can move I, on now. <laughs> well, really quickly about River Song. No, I'm glad. This is why we do this. We can geek out. I When yeah. I was also, at the same time, looking at the Weeping Angel earrings, I saw River Song's notebook. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this would be so special to get for Lindy. Oh and I looked at it, mm-hmm. and the reviews were like, this is a crappy version. Don't get this one. And I was like, okay, I'll look up like a nicer version. So unless I like that you've been looking at presents for me. This is great. I know. I hope I'm making you feel bad. You can look at presents for me now. And the, the only other option other than like this crappy $20 one was like this $250 insane embossed one. And I was like, okay, no, I love you. I love you, but not that much. (laughs) <laughs> oh, and then the Doctor Who. Why? Come on, our friendship is worth that much, right? No. Uh huh. Okay. Um, <laughs> another episode of Doctor Who I know you love is the Girl in the Fireplace because mm. I know you love that one, and that one is amazing too. Yeah, that one definitely gives me feels. I know I have so much Doctor Who to catch up on. Um, that's like mm-hmm. the problem of having TV as our job. That there's just. Yeah. Never enough time. Um, <laughs> but yes, that was one, that a I One Direction? That. Yes. <laughs> Isn't that the song? Never enough. Yeah. Never, never enough. Never enough. Yeah. That's it. You're you're welcome. You got it. <laughs> um, okay. What's next? Okay, so that one, and then oh, also shout out to the episode Midnight because that's amazing. Okay, moving on. They talk about that forever. <laughs> Let's talk about Supernatural. My favorite episode of Supernatural Mystery Spot where um, it's like Groundhog's Day and Dean keeps, well, they both keep reliving Tuesday, but only Sam knows. And then Dean keeps dying in different ways. Like the best part is when he's like, is this taco taste funny to you? And then it's like shoots to the next day. It's amazing. Or when he falls in the shower. Amazing. (laughs) Whenever I hear, so my little brothers, as you know, they're like obsessed with like classic rock because my parents were 80s people. And, um, they always, whenever I go home, they're always like working out in the basement or whatever. And on Uh their playlist is Asia heat of the moment. 
And every time I hear it, I just start dying laughing because that's the song that wakes Sam up every morning on the Tuesday repeating. Um, But yeah, so I actually hear that song quite often. And every single time I hear it, I think of that episode because it's amazing. As you should. Um, And then the other episode from Supernatural is The French Mistake, which was just kind of another groundbreaking episode for TV where they totally break down the fourth wall and get all meta. And they're in that like alternate dimension or whatever as Sam and Dean, or as um, Jensen and Jarrett, the actors of this show, and they're like, wait, but we're Sam and Dean. You know that? Like, where it turns into oh, the yeah, real yeah. life. That was amazing. That was something totally unexpected. I don't think anybody's ever done that on TV before. So that certainly a memorable one for Supernatural, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and it's risky. You know, those kinds of episodes yeah. are tough to pull off, but if anyone can, it's Supernatural. I mean, come on. That yeah. show, it's I they can love do whatever that. they want. <laughs> they can, and they're, they'll probably go for many more seasons because you can tell that they actually really enjoy working together. Mm-hmm. And it's just, yeah. it's, I just have to think that that has to, like, portray itself more so on screen. So I think it's awesome. Yes. I know. Love it. Supernatural. I hope they go on to, like, 25,000. No, please. Um, <laughs> Um, oh, well, let's talk about The Walking Dead, because you have to throw a couple Walking Dead episodes in there, because it's The Walking Dead, so, um, first of all, the the pilot episode of The Walking Dead was incredible, that was the start of a crazy obsession and phenomenon for television, um, but besides that, The Grove, you know, what I'm talking about, The Grove, yeah, when uh, Carol has to take out a child. I think that, I, I mean, they have actual panels dedicated to this episode whenever you yes. know, we go to a Comic-Con or like a Walking Dead festival or whatever. And I think um, when we, again, I'm like not trying to name drop here. I'm just pulling from experiences. When we interviewed um, Chad Coleman at mm-hmm. San Diego Comic-Con, um, he just talked about how just reiterated how the writers really wanted to show, I mean, yeah, there are the zombies, you know, and there's all this like baby mama drama throughout the series, but those tough decisions are, that's where it just really became real. I mean, they Mm -hmm. had to decide that you can't take the, the girl to some facility where she's monitored and she's given drugs or, you know, a court decides what to do with her. It was like, we had, and you as an audience member felt terrible because you're like, that had to happen. You have to, mm-hmm. like you have to, mm-hmm. or, or, or how would you even sleep? You'd have to like tie her up in the middle of the night. I, I, I that it was just insane. And she would only get worse. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. sad. And the relationship and the tension between Tyrese and Carol the whole time because oh, of what had happened back to prison. Um, it was just, it was amazing. And I think when it ended, it left fans just like, speechless and it was acted perfectly written perfectly it's just it's one of those episodes like the other ones that we've talked about that you know when you love a show an episode like that just it totally sticks out to you it I mean you're never gonna forget that one <laughs> that's for sure no and I think um the most important thing about it was it launched some of the best memes the internet has ever seen to this day <laughs> the look at the flowers episode. <laughs> with the look at the flowers <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, or Lizzie. Um, uh, oh, and then let's, like, 
switching gears entirely to an MTV show called Teen Wolf, which we love. Um, it's kind yes. of hard because I feel like with Teen Wolf, there's a lot of incredible moments. Um, but as far as an all-around episode, I will never forget Motel California where they go to this motel. All of our characters are there and this crazy stuff is happening to all the supernatural um, characters in the show where they're hallucinating and they're like trying to like kill themselves, aren't they? Um, mm-hmm. And it's a kind of a bottle episode where it's, I mean, it still serves the purpose of the greater plot or whatever, but it was very much like a standalone episode, um, kind of different from their other ones. But it was genius. The writing was genius. And they really, it allowed you to get to know all of our characters' deepest fears because of what was happening in this motel. And then the incredible moment at the end with Styles and Scott, ultimate bromance where Styles tells Scott, you know, their brothers and he loves them and stuff. That was just epic. And Lydia got to kind of save the day and be a badass in that episode too. I just, it's an incredibly memorable episode to me. Mm. It's brilliant. I mean, Jeff Davis did such a great job with that episode and you're right. Styles and Scott have one of the best relationships, romances on TV. I think about, Similar shows in, you know, the same, like, teen sci-fi drama, I think about. Yeah. Um, I, well, I'm not t- counting about the Winchesters because they're just in a league of their own. But if they you are. look at, like, <laughs> Damon and Stefan Salvatore on The Vampire Diaries or, you know, any other show like that, Teen Wolf has really, really focused on the relationships of these characters. And mm-hmm. I, I get more feels from Scott and Styles than any other bromance in like the teen sci-fi universe. I think it's amazing. I do. And then also with Teen Wolf, I guess we have to call out every episode that Styles was in to get today because oh my gosh, yes, the shit out of that role. I mean, he was so good. But I can't pick an actual episode that stands out in my mind. But him in that role in general is epic. I mean, he's. I, we've said this before. I think Dylan O'Brien is like the next up and coming big time actor. He's so freaking talented. He's amazing. But agreed. He's, I mean, he's already in um, a pretty, that pretty successful, uh, oh my gosh, why am I thinking of, I'm reading the book right Franchise, now. The Maze, the Maze Runner, Runner series. Yeah. The Maze Runner series. And um, that, yeah, he's already in talks, you know, to possibly in the new Star Wars, but he, in the Han Solo origin story. But even if he's not, mm-hmm. I have, like, no worries about him. And he moonlights as no. a writer. So he's, you know, he's just got, he rocks. He's bound. Yeah. Bound for greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, one more show. Okay, so I'm iffy on this show in general. FX is the strain. They've had some not-so-great moments. Uh, but I do want to call out one episode that they had in the first season because I thought it was incredible, Creatures of the Night. This was the gas station episode where shit starts hitting the fan and everybody gets stuck in this gas station with uh, these Strigoi vampires all around them. We actually surprisingly lost, uh, what's his name? The guy that got the worms in him. Oh, um, Sam, Sam, Sam from Lord of the Austin. Rings. Or not Sam Austin. <laughs> Sam Wise Gamgee, his real name is Sean Austin. That's not right. bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he was supposed to be in, like, the whole series. Spoiler alert. 
Um, but that episode was amazing. That stands out as like the best episode of The Strain. Yeah, that's like what The Strain should be. Every single episode should be like Creatures of the Night. So, um, but I, I don't know. To me, those episodes are kind of the best that I could think of probably in like the last 10 years, right? Um, did you have any other ones to add or? There's some, um, there's definitely, of course, Firefly. I mean, we could just talk about that entire season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That one is, you know, hands down amazing. There are some specific ones from X-Files as well. There's one in particular, an angel, but I'm, I'm so I, wanting you to just enjoy it as a surprise that I'm not going to tell yeah. you, but you'll know when you get to it. Are you still watching it? A I, bit. I watched a couple seasons a while ago, and I haven't watched it. Oh, now you told me to watch Friday Night Light. So, oh, my God. Don't even get me started on that, y'all. There's five seasons of that, and I'm only on number, like, two. So that's really bad news for me. And for I know. I know. <laughs> well, so <laughs> when I finish that, I'll go back and finish Angel, maybe. And then maybe I should catch up on all the shows we're supposed to be watching as well. I know, right? The shows that we're, like, getting paid to watch. But I will say, maybe, like, when we're at Comic-Cons or something, we can watch Angel together. Because I really want... I I almost just even want to tell you. It's really good. I won't tell you. But it's so good. Okay. (laughs) We'll talk about it on here, on the podcast, with you guys, when I watch it in two years. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yes, One day. One day. Okay, well... Yeah, for one day. That's all. Yeah. One day we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's all the time we have. But a reminder, Pure Fandom now, purefandom.com on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget to follow everything Con Radio at Radio for Geeks on Twitter and Con Radio on Facebook for lots of nerdy, geeky, amazing podcasts that you'll love. And we yep. will catch you next time right here. Same place. Woo woo! We're pumped. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go watch all those Doctor Who episodes now. What if I told you I was gonna go watch Doctor Who right now? I would tell you that, like, you're my best best friend in the whole <laughs> world, and I, thought, I would come over uh, and watch them with you. I thought I already was the make best, sure you're best friend attention. in the whole world. I mean. I don't know. Sometimes it's iffy, but this would definitely solidify it. That's for sure. And then if you can just watch Daredevil, then we'll be set. We'll Wait, be what's set. that? <laughs> just kidding. All right, well, I'm going to go watch Doctor Who. Liz is going to go watch Doctor Who. We're going to go drink some wine, and we will catch you next week. Until then, things out. Things out.